Good morning. How's everyone doing? Good? <laughs> Let's stand up. Um, it's just an honor to just be here together and worship together and really just bring Jesus to the center. No matter what we're going through throughout our week, the busyness, how hectic it might be, we know that with Jesus, we can just focus our eyes on Him, bring Him to the center, and everything else just falls in place. So Father, we worship You. We thank You of Your goodness. We thank You for grace and salvation, Father God. And we just ask this morning, wherever people are at, that You would come and just redirect their attention, redirect our hearts to put you in the center, to put politics away, to put COVID away, but to really just bring you to the center of it all. Let our hearts be truly and fully abandoned to you this morning. We praise you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. You are a good, good God. In Jesus' name, amen.
Sing that again, swing wide. joining us online this morning. There's a lot going on this morning, and we're just busy doing different things to get everything ready for our kinder church program, our Sunday school program upstairs, our nursery 
Do you realize we have not had our kinder church and nursery and Sunday school program fully functioning since the pandemic began? But praise the Lord, we're very excited to be offering that to our families and churches again. Hallelujah! And we're going to continue to offer these programs as long as the Lord shows us that we have the liberty to do so. And as long as we have the freedom to do so, we're going to continue to move step by step as we go forward, trusting the Lord to lead us as a church. We're excited about what God has for us here in this place. We're excited about what God has for us here this morning. Dennis Storing has an awesome message to encourage us this morning. And enjoy the worship. We're happy to have you with us. And those of you online, enjoy the service and enjoy your time with us today. God bless you all. The 
valleyed hill called Calvary But for the one I call Good Shepherd Who like a lamb was slain for me
Lord of Lords, 
Glory. 
Let your name be praised, let your name be glorified. We give you all the glory, God. We give you all the praise. We thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. In your holy name. Well, good morning, church. Good morning to all those watching us online. If there's no other message you take away from today, take this, what we just heard. God is sovereign. God is in control. We are in the palm of his hand. There's nothing that can take us from his hand. So if there's nothing you get from the message, the worship, take that one message home and let that fuel you through your week. So today, I want to talk about the gospel's simplicity. I want to open with a verse. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 to 5. And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear, and in much trembling. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God. We thank you that your word is powerful, that your gospel, your good news is powerful, powerful God. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for eternal life. And we thank you that each and every one of us, you are filling, you are calling, and you are equipping to do the work of your ministry, God, to share your good news with everyone we know, God. So this morning, Father, I pray our hearts would be open to you, that each of us would have something specific that you would speak to us that our hearts would be soft, that we would take it in, God, and we would be transformed, we would be stirred up, we would be set on fire fresh for you and for your purposes. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna start with a story. Happened many years ago before my beard turned gray. I don't really know when that started happening, but it's kind of weird. Um, uh, my wife and I, Janice, we, we had our, our niece, Ashley, living with us. She was a teenager. So we went fishing. We went fishing to the Thames out by the hunt club. And I don't know if there's any fishermen in here, but the Thames isn't always the best place. It's either maybe not the best place to fish or I'm just not that good a fisherman, probably the latter. So uh, we went there. We snuck across the hunt club greens. Sorry, we did. So <laughs> we got there and I had my worms. My wife had her fishing rod, my niece had her fishing rod, I had my fishing rod, and, and, and they didn't really want to touch the worms. The worms were kind of gooey and full of dirt and gross, right? I mean, that, that is true. So anyways, so I wormed 
I wormed my, my, my wife's hook. I had this weird idea. I thought, huh, why don't we pray? So I put the worm in my hand. I prayed over the worm. I said, God, you have called us to be fishers of men, but today we are fishers of fish. So I pray your blessing on this worm that it would catch fish. In Jesus' name, amen. I thought, man, that's cool. She cast. I'm walking to my niece over here, boat to worm, and I look, and my wife's got a fish. And I look, I'm like, well, that was strange. I'm going to do that again. Put the worm on, same thing. Fishers of men, today we're fishers of fish. Please bless this worm in Jesus' name, amen. She casts it. I walk over to my wife so I could take the, the, the fish off her hook. Take, and then, oh my gosh, she's got a fish. This went on for hours. Back and forth. I didn't even get to cast my fish, my, my lure once. I didn't get to fish. I just, I just went from smallmouth bass to smallmouth bass to smallmouth bass to worm to bass to worm. It was, it was crazy. I did not get, and, and every time we prayed over that worm, it seemed to work. I don't know. It hit me. This works. So, you know, I was thinking about this story this morning, and, and, and to me, it, it's, it's almost a little prophetic, because that's what I want to do for all of us today. I want to worm your hook. I want to worm your hook. I want your efforts to share your faith, to share the gospel, to be blessed, because you indeed are fishers of men, fishers of women, fishers of the hopeless, the lost, the downtrodden, just like we all once were. So I want to worm your hook today. Give us some, some stuff we can take away and share our faith. But first, I want to review the gospel quickly. I want to review really what the, we all know what the gospel is. I understand that. We all know what the gospel is. So why in that world would I want to review what the gospel is? I don't know, because when I think about the gospel, when I read about the gospel, it stirs me up. And that fire starts to get stoked. And I start to remember what Jesus did for me. And when I start to remember what Jesus did for me, I start to think, well, if he did it for me, he can do it for others. So that's why I want to review the gospel. I want to stir us up a bit. I want to stir us up. I want to get that fire, that little ember, I want to get it up into a flame if we can. I also want to demystify, simplify, and encourage everyone that we can all share the gospel. And you have a unique, special way that God has made you to share the gospel. He has put you in a unique, special situation, location, venue, whatever, where you have been designed specifically to share the gospel there. And third, just to give some practical tips. Not to give the how-to of sharing the gospel. First you say this, and that, that's boring. We're not going to do that. Just some practical tips. I'm a technician, and I'm pragmatic, and I'm logical. So I like to have tips to do things easier. Stuff that I, sometimes I've worked with a younger apprentice who does something, and I'm watching him, and I'm like, that's kind of weird. But oh my goodness, that works. And so I steal that idea, and I do that. I want to do the same thing here today. Let's go to John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. God so loved, God gave, and he did not come into the world to condemn. He came into the world to save. 
Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? It is a message of love. God loves everybody. His love is unfathomable. His love has been deposited into us. And in the same way that he gave us his love, we can give his love now. It is in us in an immeasurable abundance. Because his spirit is in us, his love is immeasurable in us. We have enough love to give everyone we run into. Now, in the Old Testament, this idea of gospel is there in many places. I picked out one. Isaiah 52, verse 7. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who announces peace and brings good news of happiness, who announces salvation and says to Zion, your God reigns. So the idea of this, this good news in the Old Testament, it, it was this. This is where the, the concept comes from. When the armies of Israel would be out in battle, there would be a guy appointed who was probably pretty fit, like a marathon runner type guy. And when they would win the battle, he would come running back. He would come running back to the town or to the people. And there would be a man on the wall, a watchman, watching for him. He was trained to be able to identify if it was good news or bad news, just by the way the guy was running. So this guy would come running back and he would announce to the people, good news, we've won. The Lord has given us victory. Our God reigns. You don't need to be scared no more. God gave us the victory in battle. And in the same way, each and every one of us in this room that has received Jesus, we are that runner. We are running back to everyone we know that doesn't know the Lord. Everyone who has found themselves to be hopeless, who has found themselves to be at their wit's end, at their bottom, we're running to them to say, good news, the victory's won. Jesus overcame. Look what he did to me. For me, I was, I was 21, um, had a bunch of family problems. I had anxiety. I had 12 anxiety attacks a day and was beginning to self-medicate them. And then one day, I met this sweet young lady who shared the gospel with me, my wife. And I read that gospel tract, and I, it just made sense. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta do that. <laughs> I gotta do that. And you know what? The next day, those anxiety attacks were 80% gone. I would wake up with a full expectation to have a terrible day because the anxiety attacks were gonna overwhelm me. The next day, it didn't happen. And the Lord had healed me about 80% of that. I had to learn to walk with him and to trust him for the rest of it. But in many, many, many years, I have not had an anxiety attack. So now I can run with that good news. The Lord set me free from anxiety and he will do it for you. I'm that runner. You guys are that runner for whatever the Lord has taken you from. That's the gospel. That's good news. Jesus came to set us free. This is good news. This excites me even as I'm speaking it to you. I am excited. There's a lot of potential out there. There's a lot of potential. We have a great market to take this good news to. This world right now has gone crazy. It's upside down. But that doesn't matter. We have the good news. We have good news for everybody out there. 
The good news is Jesus won the victory. We don't need to fight. We don't need to fear. We don't need to worry. Nothing. Jesus has given us the victory. He has overcame. Matthew 11, 1 to 6. When Jesus had finished giving instructions to his 12 disciples, he departed from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now when John, while imprisoned, heard the words, the works of Jesus, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the expected one, or shall we look for someone else? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and report to John what you hear and what you see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who does not take offense at me. You notice Jesus didn't say, Yep, that's me. I'm the one to be. He said, No, no, have a look. What do you see? Have you ever seen that before? Have you ever seen a blind man receive his sight? Have you ever seen someone lame stand up and walk? Have you ever seen a leper instantly cleansed? Well, there's only one person that can do that. So go back to John and tell him that. And I assure you, he will know who that is because Jesus knew John, knew his Bible. Because Jesus was pretty much quoting out of Isaiah chapter 35, 5 to 6. In another place, Luke 4, 16 to 21. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And, he, and as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. The book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he opened the book and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives. Anyone need to be released? Anyone online need to be released? He's here. He can do that. He's promised. He's done it. He's already overcame. And recovery of sight to the blind. To set free those who are oppressed. To proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And he was quoting Isaiah 61. Saying, I'm the Messiah. Here's the good news. I've come to preach the gospel to the poor. Now, that concept of poor... Is the, the gospels preached to the poor is kind of a common thread there. We often think of poor as someone who is like homeless, someone who doesn't have money to buy groceries, somebody who can't really have the necessities of life adequately fulfilled for them. But the reality is that word poor means helpless. Means helpless. It also means one who crouches and cowers. Means deeply destitute or completely lacking in resources. So in reality, that's us. (laughs) That's us. We are poor. We are helpless. We are destitute. We are lacking in resources without Jesus. But with Jesus, it's a whole other story. The gospel is powerful. Let's go to Romans 1, 16-17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For it is the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. That is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. The word power in this verse in the Greek is dunamis. And this is the word we get dynamite from. So you get that? It's kind of interesting. When we share the gospel, we we shouldn't underestimate when we share the gospel. It's powerful. It's like dynamite. 
It's not just words. It's not just a concept. It's not just a theological idea. It's power. The gospel is the power of God. Without the gospel, without what Jesus did, everything I'm saying would make no sense and it would be silly. But the gospel is powerful. When you share the gospel, something powerful happens. You may not see the result, but something powerful happened at that moment. So, having said that, we can all share the gospel. Mark 16, 15 to 20. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then when the Lord has spoken the, these things to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Well, in short, Jesus commanded us to share the gospel. He, 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 he commissioned each of us to be that runner coming back from battle to run, run, not walk, run to those who need to hear the gospel. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to put a, a heavy burden on everyone so that when you leave church today, everyone you see, you, you need to like preach to or preach at, right? This is a spirit-led thing. This is powerful. Now, everyone you see needs to hear the gospel. And if you feel an urge to do so, I would say, do it. John 14, 16, and 17. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, but it does not, because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. Each and every one of us has the Holy Spirit. We have that helper. We have the spirit of truth in us. We have that power, the power of God to share the gospel. We have Everything we need, every tool, gifts of the Spirit. There's a conference coming next weekend on the gifts of the Spirit. I would encourage all of you to either watch it or come and, and just get, get that engine revving, get that fire burning, get it going. Because, I mean, it was normal in the New Testament when the gospel was shared, signs, wonders, miracles. I'm not saying we seek those, but it is a normal outcome of the preaching of the Word of God that it is confirmed by signs, wonders, and miracles. And all of us have the same Holy Spirit in us that empowers that to happen. God will perform miracles through us. We can all share the gospel. I remember there, there is a Bible study series called Full Flame by Reinhard Bonnke. I don't know if anyone ever watched that. But there was, one, there was one thing that he said that's always stuck out to me. He said before Jesus in his life, he was a zero. He was a zero. After he received Jesus, now he was 10. Jesus, him, 10. And he said, now think about that. If I start to get around other believers and other people that know the Lord, we're already 100. Add three, 1,000. And it just, it's exponential, the power of God that can be revealed through us in sharing our faith, sharing the gospel.
Hebrews 2, verse 3 and 4. How will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? After it was first spoken through the Lord, it was confirmed to us by those who heard. God also testifying with them, both by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. This work of salvation, this work of the gospel, is the work of God. He allows us to step in and have the honor and the privilege of sharing this work that he's doing so we can see his power, we can experience his love being poured out on others just the way it happened to us. The gospel is a supernatural act. Don't take it for granted. The gospel is supernatural. We cannot condemn anybody into the kingdom of heaven. We cannot talk anybody into the kingdom of heaven. It is not intellectual, although it is intellectual, but it is an exchange within our spirit. It is an awakening. It is a rebirth. It is invisible to the eyes. It is supernatural. Do not underestimate the power of sharing the gospel. Um, a story about my wife. My wife works at a factory, and uh, back in May, she was laid off. There's some kind of automotive chips shortage or something going on. So as a result, she was laid off. She thought she was laid off. So anyway, she, she got a job at a temporary agency. She went to work at this, um, she wanted me to mention that this, this dreadful job, it was dreadful that she went to. And when she was working at this dreadful job, um, she met this guy and she began just, you know, chatting with him here and there. And then, and then a couple weeks ago, he came up to her and says, oh man, my back. My back is in such pain. I'm going to be out for three, four days. Like, I, I, and, and so she felt, and now up front, my, my wife's not the kind of person to just walk up to somebody and say, hey, I heard you got a sore back. Let's pray. That's not her. She's not like, that, that's the way she's made. It's good. But she is someone who, when she feels the Holy Spirit giving her a little putt push, she goes in that direction. So all day she can feel God saying, go pray. Pray for him. Pray for him. So she went up to him and you know, it, it was awkward. Ever, you ever notice that when you pray for something? It can be awkward. So she just prayed a simple prayer for him. Didn't think much of it. Went back for a workstation. Next day, he came in. He's healed. Healed. He was expecting to be on his back for four days. He was healed. Two days later, she was able to share the gospel with him. And she told me, interesting, um, when she shared the gospel with him, she had this tremendous feeling of relief. It's like, <sighs> I'm done. I'm done. She got home, opened her email, and her other job said, yep, you're back to work Tuesday. And it was Thursday. So the truth of the matter is she wasn't laid off. She was just temporarily reassigned by the Holy Spirit. That was it. Anybody can share the gospel. Anybody can pray for someone. We all have the same spirit of God dwelling within us. He's powerful. And, and, and he, wants, he wants to get out. He wants to touch people. He wa and, and he's going to do it through us. It's amazing. Okay, let, let's hit some tips. Practical tips. Not a format. Not a roadmap. Not the eight, you know, not the one, two, three, and boom. Remember, this is spirit-led. Like I said about my wife, she felt something. She felt like a... First of all, first thing is Love. Love. Love is the most powerful weapon you have in your arsenal. 
It was the love of God that, that actually made him come and save us to begin with. He loves us. So God, God so loved the world. He's put that love inside us, like I said, in an immeasurable amount. We can love those around us. We can show a love that they've never seen before. It doesn't, it's not fake because it's coming out of us because God is loving us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And as we let him love us, that love, there's going to be no room for it. It's going to come out. You don't have a choice. It's going to flow. So love. Love. Love your wife. Love your husband. Love your kids. Love the people you work with. Love them in a way that makes no sense. Love. The enemy is defenseless against love. Love will knock him flat on his back every time, I promise you. Another thing, pray. If, if there's someone in your life that, that doesn't know the Lord, and you love them, pray for them. Um, most, most, um, most people I've ever shared the gospel with, I've been praying for them for a long time. One example I have is my friend, my good friend, Mike Matthew. He lives down the street from me, and for 10 years, my wife and I would be out walking the dog, and we'd just walk by his house and say, oh yeah, God, would you get Mike? Please reveal yourself to Mike, and then we'd keep walking. <laughs> Many others were praying for him as well. Now that man is serving God. He is in love with God. He is maturing in God. He is used powerfully by God, and his life has totally changed. Not only pray for people, Pray for people that you want to share the God. Pray for people. Like, again, my wife's example. If there's someone who needs prayer, if they've got a, a, a relationship issue, if they have a sickness, an illness, if they're having trouble at work, whatever the case may be, just offer to pray for them. What's the worst that could happen? They might say no. I remember one time I was at Loblaws. That's actually a superstore. I always call it Loblaws. And my children are quick to correct me on that. Um, Superstore up on Oxford Street, and I was in line wait, with my groceries, and there was a lady ahead of me. It's a couple of years ago, um, and she was coughing like a lot. And it, the one of those coughs that didn't sound good. It sounded like it was bad, like like a chronic type thing. And I could overhear her talking to the, the cashier, saying she had emphysema or something to this effect. And they were talking, and I thought, Oh wow, huh? I should pray for her. I should offer to pray. Yeah, I should offer to pray for her. And she kept talking to the cashier, and then she paid. And I'm thinking, you know, I should pray for her. I bet she really could use some, I bet if I prayed for her, she'd get healed. I have no doubt in my mind, if I prayed for her, she'd get healed. No doubt. She loaded her groceries up, started walking out. I'm thinking, you know, I should pray for her. She's walking out. I should pray. I should, ah, she's gone. And I went, I felt bad. I was like, oh, God. I tell you what, when I pay for my groceries, I step outside. If I see her, I promise you, Lord, I will pray for her right away. I will go off her to pray. For no problem. I step out front. I'm telling you, the minute the door opened, bang, my eyes landed on her. And I was like, oh, no. I was kind of not really serious. <laughs> God took me very seriously. So I said, okay. So I went up to her and I, and I, and I said, ma'am, I, I, I saw you're coughing and you're in a lot of discomfort. And this may be really weird for me to say, but I feel like you know, I'm a Christian, and I believe God can heal. And I really feel like if you let me pray for you, you will be healed. She got really angry with me. <laughs> really angry, and like really told me off. 
I was one of those people. I was like, that's cool. I'm one of those people. That's great. But I didn't, it was the, 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 the miracle of that wasn't her getting healed. It was that I didn't feel offended. I just felt, you know what? I obeyed what the Holy Spirit was telling me to do. So we just need to do little things. Little things. Pray for people. Love people. Be around people who need to hear the gospel. Put yourself in a position for success that you can share your faith. Be ready to tell people what God has done for you and don't be shy about it. Don't worry about it when you, you speak the, the truth to somebody about what God has done, how good Jesus is to you. Don't worry if you get eyes straight ahead while you're talking to them. Don't worry about that. That's okay. That's okay But because some of them are actually listening. Now, I'm not saying force it. Don't, don't try and make it happen. Don't chase people around like my wife did once. She chased a guy out of the store once on crutches and he didn't want to hear the gospel. <laughs> you don't have to do that. She is tenacious when it comes to, st- when she feels God calling her to do something. But yeah, just stay close to Jesus. Just pray for those that you want to see come to the Lord. Love people. Be ready to share what God has done in your life boldly, proud of Jesus, excited about him. Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you have equipped us with every gift. You have equipped us with your power to share the gospel, to share our testimony of your goodness, to share of how good you are God. You have given us everything we need. And your desire for people to know you far exceeds ours, God. So I pray that you would open our hearts, God, so that desire would be unchained, that desire would flow from us, God. Yes, Lord, that we would be given uh, just more love for those around us, more urgency, God, that you would anoint every prayer, that you would encourage us, God, that it wouldn't be a burden to share the gospel, but it would be a joy, God. We would experience your joy. Yes, Lord. And if there's anyone listening that doesn't know Jesus, that doesn't know this Savior, this beautiful God who has sent us all running to you, this king that is so good that he left heaven, he became a man, he experienced everything that we experience, all the oppression, the pain, the hurt, the hopelessness, he felt it all, but he overcame so that we could overcome. If you don't know that Jesus and you would like to know him, I wanna invite you to pray. I want you to invite him into your life, that he would forgive you of your sins, that he would make you new, he would give you a new nature, that he would give you a fresh start today, that all that stuff behind doesn't matter, that you have a fresh new life starting today. Pray with me. Jesus, I need you. I need you. I am hopeless without you. I cannot save myself. I cannot make my life better. But I believe that you came, that you won my victory. You won my ability to overcome on the cross. That you will come into me and you will help me overcome in my life. So I invite you to come. Holy Spirit, fill me now. Yes, help me to know you. Help me to have a life that is full of your goodness. In Jesus' name. And if you prayed that prayer, 
Feel free to reach out to anyone here in the church or, or reach out to the church office and we'd be happy to give you any resources so that you can enter in to this exciting life. That's right, an exciting life of knowing Jesus. It's exciting. It's exciting. A whole world will open up to you that you didn't know was even there. And your life will be filled to overflowing. Thank you. Amen. Let's stand. There is no shadow that has ever overcome your light. There is no rival that could ever stand against your might. You've always been with us. Every battle you've already won, oh, we've already won. There is no weapon that has ever left a mark on you. There is no army with the power to conquer truth. You've always been with us. Every battle you've already 
turn into praise Shake off despair as I sing out your name A victory dance, I will dance out in faith I will crush disappointment and break every chain Come on! All of my fear I will turn into praise Shake off despair as I sing out your name A victory that I can't move, says the Lord. May that be the meditation of our hearts this week. When you come up against circumstances, when you come into contact with trials, when you come against hardships, difficulties, and obstacles, may we each in this place remember that there is nothing He can't do. There is no mountain that He can't move. Amen? Let us remember that this week. Dennis, thank you so much for the message this morning on communicating the gospel to those people around us. And thank you, worship team, for leading us into the presence of the Lord this morning. Amen. May we each receive a fresh anointing of God's power to come upon us this week to boldly 
proclaim to the world that you must be saved and that Jesus Christ is the only way that this can happen. May we have a fresh anointing to tell people around us the good news that Jesus Christ is able to move the mountains, that he is able to crush every obstacle and bring us into a life of peace and victory. Amen? God bless you all. God bless you at home. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining us online. And for those of us who are here this morning, thank you for joining us and worshiping with us this morning. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.